Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Megan. And I'm Jackie. And it's been a little bit, a hot minute, since we've had an episode. It's been a little while. Um, I got COVID, which I think we mentioned in our last episode, because I was stuck in my yes. room. Yeah, we had to do a little remote episode, and then, yeah, the holidays happened, and yeah. life has just been kind of crazy, but hopefully we're back into it now. So thank you all for being patient. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I hope that we keep recording regularly. No, yeah, we have ideas. Um, and I think a lot of the content we're going to be focusing on is focused on ecumenicism. And that seems to be what people enjoy. Yeah, each other's traditions. So that's what we're starting off with today, as you've probably seen by the title, is what we appreciate about each other's traditions. So as... Yeah, we, we've done a lot of episodes yeah. where we're kind of arguing or debating or kind of talking about what we disagree with each other and and those episodes are good but I think uh, what you miss is that there's a lot that we also appreciate about the other person's tradition and and enjoy and like and um, see value in so we also wanted to kind of do an episode highlighting that as well yeah so Megan do you want to start about all the things that you love (laughs) about Catholicism Megan's first one is the Pope um, the papacy, so yeah, I'm off. actually in love with him. Take it off, yeah. It's actually not just the papacy itself, it's actually just Pope Francis yeah. himself. Super so. cute, <laughs> he actually is a very cute, yeah, old that's man. true. <laughs> not in that way, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> no, I think, uh, yeah, so we have like we each have about like five things we chose, so yeah, we'll just kind of go back and forth. Um, but one of the things I thought of, and this is something that I've kind of considered and appreciated for a while um just as kind of I've grown in like my Christian faith through Bible school and that kind of thing is I really love church history I love learning about church history I love learning about Christians who have gone before and like really paved the way and something I really appreciate and love about the Catholic faith is their appreciation of saints and the emphasis they put on those who have gone before us and who were models of faith. I think the Bible is very, um, like in Hebrews, talks about the, you know, great wall of faith and all that stuff. You know, like the Bible very much emphasizes that it is helpful to look at those who have gone before us and to model ourselves after them. And I think we see in the Bible, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, like those, they were often repeated over and over again as something the Israelites looked back to. And that's how they also... Um, learned about God's faithfulness to them by seeing how God was faithful to those before them. So I really love that about the Catholic Church. I think that's something Protestants could learn from and appreciate more is just like our history and our, yeah, our fathers of the faith, those who God has shown great faithfulness to, who had great obedience to him. I think that's just really beautiful. And did you start to have an appreciation for the saints actually when you were in Greece with Greek Orthodoxy or is that? Yeah, that was definitely part of it. I think um, a lot of the artwork in Orthodoxy and Catholicism really was striking to me Mm. for that reason. And that's just something that I don't have like in my churches. Mm. And so, yeah, I think that was definitely maybe like one of the years where it was really um, something that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the same note, so Megan's was 
love of the saints or our appreciation of the saints. So mine, which might be what everyone's expecting me to kind of say is I of course just really appreciate, um, the emphasis of sacred scripture in most Protestant denominations, pretty much all of them. Um, yeah, because most Protestant denominations are sola scriptura, and so they have a huge emphasis on sacred scripture. And although sacred scripture is read in all of the masses, I think it's something that in the personal life and spiritual life of Catholics gets lost a lot of the time because there's such an emphasis on the sacraments, where I don't think that's wrong. It's just such a huge part of the Catholic tradition, but I also think that the love of sacred scripture should be more introduced into that so personal reading of the scripture on your own it's always a joke of like yeah catholics we don't read our bible and i do (laughs) of course there are catholics that love sacred scripture and have a love for it but i do think more often than not it really gets missed so i think that's something i really appreciate about protestant churches and just protestants that i've met is they seem to have a very sincere and deep love for the bible and have it's more common for just a lay Protestant person to have really studied sacred scripture than it seems for a Catholic, I guess, which maybe that's just my own experience, but that's what I've seen. Um, But yeah, I just love um, the love of sacred scripture and their emphasis that each Christian should have access to sacred scripture and be reading it and studying it on their own and not making it their own, but really integrating it into their own lives. And yeah, I just remember when I first worked at Emmaus Ministries, which maybe some of you know, but it was my first job out of college and I was the only Catholic there. And I just remember my friend Haley, who we've actually had on before, oh, yeah. just saying, um, if I'm going to, one of our clients said something about, wow, you really love the Bible. And she was like, well, if I'm going to base my whole life off of a book, like I better know what it says and be reading it. And um, I don't know why that really, I just remember her saying that and that really stuck out to me. And I know that I personally at the time was not reading the Bible on my own enough. Like, of course I would hear it in mass and then I would hear the priest's sermon on it and teaching on it. But I was convicted that I needed to be reading it more on my own because I do think, well, I think it's a really beautiful part of the Catholic faith is our devotions to different things. I do think sometimes we get, it gets lost, the importance to be reading sacred scripture on your own. So that's something that I really appreciate about the Protestant tradition. Yeah. I'm glad that's been your experience because it should be that way. Like that's our, (laughs) that's our roots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I think um, another thing I was thinking about when I was just reflecting on like what I appreciate about Catholicism is actually something I've been thinking about recently is the practice of adoration. Mm-hmm. So obviously I don't hold to transubstantiation um, and I don't believe in like presence in the way the Catholic church believes in the presence. But something recently I felt the Lord was convicting me on is that I just, I don't spend time just sitting with Jesus and just like resting with mm-hmm. him. And it's something that I've been trying (laughs) to incorporate more in just like my daily spiritual life is just sitting with him and just like being in his presence. And I feel like a lot of times the way I see like devotion to Jesus is through reading scripture or through prayer or through 
um, like other spiritual disciplines and, and those are all like really good and important. But I think just my personality, I'm a very like doer achievement based mm. person. Mm. And it's really easy for me to see, like, unless I'm doing some sort of action, I'm not actually like worshiping God. And it was through actually watching Catholics value so much, just this time of going and sitting in church and not actually doing anything. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. people will like read or whatever, but a lot of times people were just sitting there like with the presence of Jesus. And that like was really powerful to me. And it was something that at first was like super weird and I didn't get. Um, and obviously I don't have the same like sort of beliefs surrounding it, but I think the the idea itself of just sitting in the presence of Jesus was something that I need to incorporate more in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was convicted on, and I really, yeah, just like look up and am so inspired by that. Yeah. I do, yeah, I think that that's also something just really difficult to do, to just sit there and not be doing anything. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so it's something I feel as human beings we really have to practice. Like, I know several people that have decided, like, okay, if I'm going to go to adoration, I'm not going to bring a book. I'm not going to bring, except for maybe sacred scripture, but I'm not going to bring some other kind of reading or anything. I'm just going to sit there and listen in the silence and see what God might be saying to me or speaking to my heart. And even if he doesn't say anything, there's a certain peace that I've experienced that you walk away with when you just are sitting and acknowledging the presence of God um, that I think is, yeah, really beautiful but definitely can be hard to do <laughs> but it's a it's a yeah. spiritual discipline in and of mm-hmm. itself silence yeah, is solitude exactly. and it's one that I don't practice <laughs> and should more because like you said it's really valuable and yeah. I think the Lord really meets us in those times mm-hmm. in a really special way mm-hmm. um, that's just different than when we're more active yeah exactly just yeah it reminds me of Elijah in the Bible when yeah. it was God he came in the quiet and the silence the still small voice. Yes, exactly. Quoting scripture. Yeah. <laughs> I've read my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> See, I quoted scripture, so. Um. <laughs> Guys, did you know Jackie's read her Bible before? Yeah. At least once. <laughs> At least a couple times. Um, yeah. Well, something that really has stuck out to me, and I guess this isn't, I don't know if this is common across all Protestant traditions because there's they're so varied and different, but at least that I've encountered in when I've been friends with Protestants or visited Protestant services is this just willingness to pray over each other on the spot and like pray in that moment. So if you say to someone like, can you please pray for me for this? They're just like, okay, so, oh, I'm going to say the sign of the cross, which Protestants (laughs) don't do. Um, But they'll just be like, okay, let's start praying and just start praying And I do know Catholics that do this, but it just feels a lot less common. And I think that's so beautiful because, first of all, we forget a lot to pray. And we are called to pray together. We're not just called to go to church services together, which we are praying together then, but to actually, like, tell each other what we need prayers Mm -hmm. for and then in the moment sit there and pray with each other and over each other. And, I mean, Megan has done this for me before where I remember (laughs) I called (laughs) Megan crying about a boy for real life I literally was sitting in my friend's room at this party where this boy was and I was crying about him on the phone and Megan just started praying with me on the phone and I was like okay great 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 (laughs) but I do remember that and I just and then Megan tells me the stories about with her 
her mentor at her church of yeah. <laughs> them just praying with each other and being really open and vulnerable. And I know there's going to be Catholics saying, well, I do. I know that's present. It's not like it's not in the Catholic church, but mm-hmm. it is something that I've just, have had a lot of experience with seeing actually at Protestant services. And, um, I think it's something that would be so cool if like after mass people were like, okay, now let's go pray for each other or before mass. I don't know. It's just not part of the culture, which I know there's other places for it, but I just do think it's something that we should be doing more often. And it's something that I have encountered through Protestants a lot because yeah, first of all, we forget a lot when we say we're going to pray for someone. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's something that I've had to grow in. I would say so. Quick story, when I was a college student at Moody, one of the, like, summer jobs I had was um, I worked in, like, the call center, like, calling people to thank them for, like, giving a gift. Yes, I did that at Francis. And pray for them over the phone. That was part of it. Oh, wow. um, Typically, it was old people. Okay. And I remember, so first of all, at first I was like, this is going to be such a throwaway job. Like, it's going to be super boring. You're making, like, 150 calls a day. But it was so powerful to call these really lonely old people and it would just make their day to just have this young person like listen to them, first of all, listen to them, have their prayer request, and then on the phone be like, could I pray for you now? Mm. And just to pray with them. Like a lot of times it brought tears. It was just like super powerful. And I was like, how many times have people asked me to pray for something? And I've been like, absolutely. And then I never do, which is so horrible. And so I was like, I started just even asking people like in the moment like well could I pray for that now Mm -hmm. and if I didn't feel like the moment was right I would actually just silently pray for them in my head because I was like I want to make sure Mm -hmm. I remember so I'm gonna do it in the moment even if I'm not gonna do it out loud Mm -hmm. um but that's something I had to grow in because I was not naturally comfortable praying out loud (laughs) see when I did my job of calling people and asking them for donations, I was actually asking them for money. And at the end, I would ask them (laughs) um, for their prayer intentions. I would just take them and then we would pray for them, but it was not with them. Um, So I do think that's really cool and powerful because they're actually hearing you pray for them. And it's like, uh, and you would hope like the Holy Spirit's speaking through you too in that prayer and like bringing them comfort even in that moment, which is so exactly. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I should start just doing that. <laughs> just with all the Catholics I talk to at work. <laughs> they would be like, what? What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. So I think another thing um, that I really appreciate about Catholicism, which this is going to sound funny. I think it's funny that you mentioned like sola scriptura and scripture because we did a whole episode talking about tradition and scripture. But something I appreciate about Catholicism is tradition mm-hmm. and the appreciation of tradition. Mm-hmm. And I think... Not that there are Protestants out there who don't know church history or where we've come from or tradition. Um, there definitely is. And I would There's say maybe some denominations traditions more than ever. <laughs> that don't right. know what is going on. <laughs> but I think as a general stereotype, um, a lot of Protestants just really don't know like where the church has come from mm. or even like how we got the Bible. or like. And I know because I went to Bible school and I was like the TA for all the little freshmen and like it would rock their world when they discovered like, oh, the Bible didn't just like come down from the sky, like, you know, completed in one piece, you know, or like, oh, like doctrines had to develop. And that's like shaking and like super scary because like Mm. they just had never thought about it. Mm. And it was something that they just never talked about. It wasn't part of our church. It wasn't something we thought about. Um, 
And so something I've just really loved about Catholicism is the, um, yeah, the appreciation for the tradition, mm. the teaching of tradition through like even feast days and different events, just like very much having an emphasis on where we've come from. Mm. And I think that's really important. And I think that's something that there could be more retrieval in Protestantism for like tradition. Yeah, because it's it's not like it's something that you're, that your denominations don't appreciate or look at. But like, as you said, it's just not the common thing that most people know. Whereas, yeah, I guess it is more integrated within like yeah, more integrated. daily life or daily practice of Catholicism, like in the mass and all of that. It's very clear that we see, yeah, tradition all around us as we hopefully should. Churches should show that because yeah. we are tradition and scripture are equal. So we, we better be respecting <laughs> and <laughs> learning about tradition. Um, yeah, that's really funny, thinking that the Bible just came down from the sky. Which, right, because they're you, like, oh, it's inspired. Yeah. Like, God is voice of, voice of the Lord, like, yeah. word of God. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure if, like, they really sat down and thought yeah, about they it, they were like, oh, oh it was written yeah. by people, so no. But, like, yeah, learning about the whole canon, they were like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Am I even a Christian anymore? <laughs> it was yeah. like, it's okay, calm down, you know? And it was something that I just, you know, I grew up with a dad who went to seminary. And, and so that was something that I was familiar with that I learned about a ton already. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't the case for me. But I just remember feeling sorry and being like, this should be something they should already know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I know that, which we have had him on the podcast and talk about him all the time because we love him. But <laughs> um, yeah, Dr. Ortland, Dr. Gavin Ortland, that's one of his big pushes is that you should be rooted in church history as a Christian. Well, and he wrote no a whole book what. about yeah. like, theological retrieval for Protestants or whatever, Okay, yeah. which is a lot about that as well um, because he loves learning about church history mm-hmm. and things like that. And that's something that I've always loved too. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I just, I think... Uh, once again, this is a generalization, but I just think a lot of Protestants, like, it's not as, like, interesting to them, mm-hmm. and I wish it was. It should be. Yeah. That probably goes for all Christians, Catholic, or Protestant. <laughs> That's true, but we I think, have, like you said, it's it's less yeah. integrated into, like, our very service. That's true. We're just given fed a lot of it and so end up knowing and understanding even if we don't know that that's what we're learning a lot of times like even if there are catholics who don't care as much like at least they know (laughs) yeah we end up yeah because it's just such more it's more of an emphasis Mm -hmm. yeah well that's cool yeah um something speaking of services segue (laughs) um the third thing that i really appreciate about protestantism is and once again this is my personal experience with different denominations but i just really like the zeal and services that is present so the first well the first protestant service that i really remember actually because i do remember (laughs) this is kind of a funny story so my mom used to be protestant she used to be a part of a church of christ denomination I don't know. I think I'm saying that wrong, but it is its own denomination. Um, and they're throughout the U S but that's what my mom used to be a part of. So I think I went to one of her services with my aunt once, and I don't really, really remember much about that service, but the services that I actually do remember that I went to here in Chicago, um, there was just like such a, a zeal in the services of people like raising their hands and saying out loud, like just the way that they worshiped that I remember going to that and then going to mass and 
it, I know it's like just we're talking about a totally different animal when we're talking about the mass, but I just remember like having this, I don't know, I just looking around me and feeling like, oh, I just wish people just looked like they were more excited and on fire. And maybe they were in their own way by being really like, I don't know, more quiet and contemplative, and which is great. Um, and I also know there are some masses where people are more like hands up because I went to Franciscan, so it is more charismatic at some of those masses. Um, but yeah, I just remember thinking like, oh, I just think it would be so cool if I could really see the passion of the individual sitting here where a lot of times people just look really bored <laughs> and that made me sad. And I just remember going to this Protestant service where people were putting their hands up and like saying, amen, pastor. Like, I know that's Megan's church, <laughs> Megan's church, um, which, and I know not all Protestant churches are like that, but that's what I've encountered more at different Protestant churches. And so... I don't know. That's something that I have really appreciated. I don't know if that's been your experience across, because you've been in a couple of different types of churches. Yeah, it definitely depends on the denomination. Yeah. I think I think what you're saying is still true. Like, maybe, like, generally there are more denominations. Probably, yeah. That are kind of more like that versus... Yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely... So, like, the joke is, like, Baptist are either the, like, woo, like, yes, amen, or the, like, oh... See, I've never encountered a Baptist church like that. <laughs> it depends. I think it also depends on where you're at in the country. Oh, that's really true. And the demographic. That's true. So, you know, it definitely depends. But yeah, yeah, I think that's it's something probably, like praise and yeah. worship is very important to Protestants. So, yeah. Yeah. Whereas it's more commonly, I feel like, because I have gone to a lot of charismatic Catholic prayer services where they have adoration or something. And it is very much like that. Um, but I don't think that's the norm mm. at all. Um, and I'm not even saying that I think the mass should look the same way as that, but I just wish there was, I don't know. I, when I looked around, people weren't just looking bored, which I probably have looked bored at services too. Cause you don't know, like you can't just like put your hands up or if you, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like you said, it's like, it's also just a completely different service. It is. It is. But, but you can still appreciate one. Either way, that's something that I really appreciate and have really enjoyed, um, mm. when I go to Protestant some of the Protestant services that I've gone to. Cause I, I went to Megan's, it wasn't a service, but it was a women's event. And I just, I don't know. I really liked the worship and the way the session, I forget their names, but if they ever happen to be listening, oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so Gloria and her mom and aunt. Yeah. Mm. It was great. Or Brittany, not Gloria. Sorry. Gloria is a different one. Brittany. Yeah. It's funny because my next point, it's kind of the opposite of that. Oh, yeah. Something I appreciate about Catholics is reverence. Um, you know, I I also really, really love, like, active praise and worship. Mm -hmm. And obviously I go to a church that is that way as well, um, just culturally. But I think something that I do appreciate about Catholicism is just the reverence people have for the Lord. Um that's something that I don't see as often, I think, in Protestant denominations. And uh, they're definitely, like, I would say, like, probably more, like, Lutheran or Anglican mm -hmm. that's present yeah. there. Yeah. Um, it's just not, in my, like, low church Protestant experience, been the case as much. But I think it's something that I really love about, like, Catholicism is just the reverence they have for mm -hmm. God and the, like, respect and honor and mm -hmm. awe that is shown during the Mass. Um it's, 
I think it's just like a completely different side of how we relate to God. Yeah. And both are really good. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish we had a more of a balance of the both, you know? Because I think there are times like praise, worship, like dance before God. And then there are times that just show like honor and respect and awe that he's like the creator of the whole universe. Mm-hmm. And I would love to like see more of both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's as I was describing mine, it's like apples and oranges trying right, to compare yeah. <laughs> how they should be done because just even what we think is happening in the mass and what you think is happening in your church service is totally different. different so yeah. it's just, it's hard to compare, but you can still really appreciate from the opposite side what they're doing and then in some way integrate that into your own spiritual life and mm-hmm. devotion, I feel like. Which is why I think it would be yeah. neat in the spirit of ecumenism mm-hmm. for to vi- for other people to visit more often yeah you know, for protestants cool. to visit mass yeah. for catholics to visit services like to have a little bit more crossover yeah and conversations happening i think that would be cool yeah if they could see because i could just imagine it might be kind of weird because i can imagine bringing oh, people yeah. like that are used to going to mass at saint john cantus bringing them to my church your church <laughs> and they would just be like overwhelmed all of them because I know there are a lot of charismatic people there but maybe some people not just from that church but just the church that I went to growing up would be really overwhelmed and then if we brought people from your church to even one of my what is going on yeah or just any mass where people are just very 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 reverent they would just I could yeah they'd be like why are we so quiet why are we kneeling and standing and sitting and like what is going on um but I think it would be so cool. And then maybe they could appreciate like, okay, but this is how someone else really loves the Lord. It doesn't mean they don't love the Lord. They just, this is how they have mm-hmm. a personal devotion to him or how they, they worship. So. Yeah. And there's a time and place for both. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's true. Um, so the fourth thing that I really appreciate about Protestants is evangelization and just the way that they seem more willing to just evangelize on the spot on the street um there's this woman that I know that she she was Muslim she she was in Turkey and then she ended up becoming evangelical Protestant she ended up becoming Catholic but she said I don't know if I ever would have become a Christian if I hadn't encountered these evangelical missionaries there I don't think there were any Catholics that were out doing like active missionary work in the same way, at least in that area of the country. Um, and then just in my experience, like I, it's, we were joking about it, but some <laughs> lady yeah. on the bus, <laughs> was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah yesterday <laughs> just gave me, I sat down and she was like, here, this is for you. And she didn't say anything else to me. She just gave me this, this card that said, Jesus loves you. And there was a number to call for prayer. And I low key was like, am I going to call this number? Um, <laughs> I have no idea what kind of church it was. It was very clear to me that it was Protestant. I don't know what denomination. Um, but I just thought, I thought that was really cute. <laughs> and at first I was like, I'm already a Christian. Like, I don't need this. But then I was like, well, what a nice reminder. Like, it said, Jesus yeah. loves you. And I was like sitting there and I was like, that's right. Jesus does love <laughs> me. Um, but I just thought that was really cute. And maybe for some people, it wouldn't evangelize them at all. But maybe, you don't know. Maybe someone really needed to hear that someone loves them. So that's just one specific example. But just in my experience, I think um, a lot of times Protestants are just taught even to evangelize more than Catholics are. It's true. We have, like, classes. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if 
it's the general like practice for Catholics to really be told that they should be evangelizing in some way. Like I know people do it in different forms and ways, but I don't know if it's really, it's emphasized as much. Mm. Um, like I was raised in a very specific context in a super Catholic part of the world. Part of the world. The city is Steubenville. Part of the world. <laughs> Franciscan University. It is in the, the world. We're all the fame. It is in the world. We're all the famous um, people are moving. <laughs> Catholic speakers are moving now and raising their families. So it's becoming this like Catholic. It's a joke like Catholic Disney World. Um, Little hub. <laughs> but even then, I don't know if I was ever really taught how much hmm. I should be evangelizing. And that's also something I struggle with. But like, well, how do I do that without being weird? Or, But I find that a lot of times Protestants are just way more fearless about just doing it and I know it's like situation by situation but that's just something that I've noticed and I really appreciate and especially in those countries like that woman I, I cannot rem- I don't even probably won't even say her name right but maybe we can put it in the bio like her book because I remember her saying that um hmm. and she did an interview actually with Matt Frad <laughs> talking about Matt Frad um where I she did say like I don't know if I ever would have become a Christian or ever even encountered Jesus because she was a Muslim then she became atheist. She was just mm. totally an atheist at the time. Um, if I had not met those um, Protestant missionaries. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of places in the world where Protestants are doing a lot of work that I don't know if Catholics are doing the same thing across with the same reach. I could be wrong, but that's just what I see. Or at in least. the same way. Yeah, definitely not in the same way. As commonly as I see Protestants doing it. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we've reached the last oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> so number five. Um, I love the beauty of the Catholic Church. Mm. I think it's like very apparent and obvious to anyone who interacts with a Catholic Church that it is just very beautiful, just the way the buildings are built. And I think if you go into even like the thinking behind, like it's very intentional how mm. the buildings are made. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something also in Greece that I learned about too with orthodoxy, mm. just like why there's domes that are used, why like paintings are on this wall, like just different stuff like that is so like beautiful to me. And I think a lot of Protestant churches, once again, this is more like on the low church side, not for mm. like Anglicans or Lutherans or even like some Presbyterians, but like a lot of our churches don't have like stained glass or paintings or things like that mm. like they're in like old walmart buildings not that that's bad but it's just like a total different design mm-hmm. and feel mm-hmm. and i think there is a, a real value in a building having beauty because i think it just puts us more in the mindset that this is a sacred space mm. and that sacred things happen here and i remember like when I was at Moody, there was a conversation in a class once where the people were talking about how, like, no one would rob a Catholic church. Because mm. I feel like even a criminal would know when you walk in, like, oh, this is, like, where God is, you know? There's, like, a Protestant church. You're like, oh, yeah, a projector. I'll take that. <laughs> like, <laughs> a camera, great, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, a, it's different. And mm-hmm. um, that's just something I really love and appreciate. And I think if more Protestants could even visit Catholic mm-hmm. services or things, that's something that you could take away from and really mm-hmm. enjoy um, mm-hmm. because beauty does speak to us in way like we're human and <laughs> beauty is important yeah. to us and beauty has a way of pointing us towards our God who is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I mean, that was the entire idea behind why do you spend all these money on churches or why are they so extravagant? And it's because when you walk in, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be somehow a taste of heaven. Mm-hmm. And I really have experienced that in the churches here in Chicago. I'm so blessed that here there's just so many gorgeous, giant basilica, like just gorgeous churches where I can tell the difference between when I'm in a church um, – at least because there are some Catholic churches that are made more modern, especially it's always my joke, like in the suburbs where there's just Catholic churches that are not made in the way they traditionally were made or were meant to look. And that might not affect some people, but I just feel the difference when I'm sitting there. And then when I'm sitting in St. Mary of the Angels here in Chicago, if you've ever seen it, I'm just, I just sit there and I'm just like, I just sit back. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is gorgeous and there's so much imagery everywhere and Mm -hmm. there's just something about it where you're almost in awe of the beauty of God by just being there. And yeah, that's just been one of my favorite parts of being in Chicago. And I hope to go to Europe someday where I can see churches that are probably even more gorgeous and Um, even older, even older. Yeah. That would be the dream. Um, yeah, I think it does. I mean, that was the whole point <laughs> of why mm-hmm. why we have all of that imagery and why it looks the way that it does. Um, and I remember, was it, I just, I just started watching the video. I feel like there's even more symbolism with the different parts of the Catholic Church, like when you walk in and why it's separate from before you walk into the main sanctuary space where the Eucharist is. It all signifies something. And mm-hmm. I, so Austin from Gospel Simplicity, I started watching the video where he toured this like, I think it was a Catholic monastery or something. And the priest was describing like, this is what this means and this. And I was like, what are you, what? I didn't even know that. I was like, that's insane. Like when you walk in, it's like, oh, you're becoming a new and that's why it's separate. And then you walk into the church and I was, yeah, I didn't even know. I don't even think most of us are aware of <laughs> exactly I feel like what. imagery yeah. and, and story and things mm-hmm. like that, that's what speaks to us as humans. Yeah. And I think that's something that, yeah, I wish more Protestant churches would retrieve. Mm is just the, like, the power of, you know, we're really good with, like, the spoken word, I feel like, mm-hmm. not so much with, like, the visual and the story and the narrative, and so that's something I just really appreciate mm-hmm. about a lot of the more high church traditions of mm-hmm. Christianity mm-hmm. is, yeah, like you were saying, the imagery and the intentionality and, like, what it is teaching, yeah because it is a form of teaching. Because it's something subconscious that I think a lot of people pick up on. Mm-hmm. Um, so my church that I generally go to that I'm a member of is called St. Alphonsus here in Chicago. And it has become because it's just this gorgeous giant building in the middle of Lakeview, Chicago, which is this huge building. It's become like the center of Lakeview where the church, like the community asked to like put their Christmas tree outside because it's just like, well, there it is. And so I'm like, these people don't even know, but they're somehow being drawn to God, like the presence of God, just by the beauty of this building and it being just this gorgeous and ornate and just it's become the center of Lakeview, which I thought was so cool. Um, and then I remember, I just, I remember hearing about someone that she wasn't a Christian at all. She actually, it was a Wiccan or something. Oh. <laughs> um, but she would go and just sit on the steps of the church. Cause she was like, I don't know what it is. There's something so peaceful here. And it's just this like gorgeous big building. And I'm just going to go sit out on, mm. I, I'm blanking on what the word is of what the, porch it's not the porch of the church it's the I'm blanking on the word whatever you know what I mean like (laughs) the front of the church where it steps and you can sit outside and you can stand there before you like 
walk into the church. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, she just goes and sits there. And I was like, she doesn't even know that inside is like, it's the presence of God. And mm-hmm. I just, I thought that was super cool. And it led to an experience of her being able to talk to my spiritual director once. Cause he was sitting out there mm. and she was sitting out there crying and they ended up having like an hour long conversation about just, I don't even know exactly what, but, um, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. So beauty definitely draws you to God in different oh, ways, yeah. not even just buildings, but like music and art. Yep. That is a huge way of, I think that we know God exists. Shout mm-hmm. out to Gavin's book about the existence yeah. of God. He talks a lot about how beauty, beauty points to God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Megan, that was your last thing. My last thing. I don't think I can really relate it to what we were just talking about, but it's um, a prod- the Protestant emphasis on the personal relationship with Jesus Christ mm. himself. So we know the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I just think, at least what I've experienced across Protestant denominations, there's such an emphasis to have a relationship with Jesus Christ himself, the one that came to the world and died for us. And having just that relationship with him, um, it's not, yeah, just about showing up at a service and like checking off a box and like doing, I don't know, going through the ritual. It's about having this experience deep and beautiful relationship with Mm. Jesus, which I think a lot of times, I I don't know, it can get missed, which is sad because we believe that we're receiving the Eucharist at mass. But somehow I think it just gets, it's more emphasized in the teaching and the life and a lot of, a lot of times in um, just, yeah, being raised in a, raised in a Protestant tradition. And maybe that also circles back to like the love of reading scripture on your own because that is where you really encounter the person of Jesus um so I don't know maybe if it goes back to that but that is something that I've just seen really emphasized that I think has been really beautiful and inspiring because all Christians like we need to have this deep relationship with God ourselves because he's actually talking to us and like telling us yeah. <laughs> and loves you and, like as a person yeah <laughs> I saw this joke on uh, on Twitter the other day where it was some atheist was saying Christianity is the belief that this God that created this giant universe and all of these different galaxies, blah, 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 wants to have a personal relationship with you. And it was some Catholic that I follow was like, wow, look at the atheist explaining Christianity <laughs> perfectly. Right, like, yeah, that's like, the point. <laughs> what we believe, I know, which they think it looks ridiculous. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing in the whole wide world. And when you but realize it, it's that... it's cool because it like, is ridiculous. Like, it is. who are we? Yeah. And yet God does. And that's yeah. so wonderful. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy and it's kind of hard to believe. But then when you actually realize that and you actually encounter Jesus in that, it changes your entire life and then yeah and anyway that's something that i see i see a lot in protestantism and i really appreciate that emphasis with jesus christ himself because jesus came as the mediator and then he ends up pointing back to the father mm-hmm. and the holy spirit you know i'm not going to get into the theology of the trinity because that's heavy but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's just something mm-hmm. i appreciate well, guys, that, those were our five things. 
Yeah, that's all we could come up with. There's that's no- it. Yeah, there's nothing else. <laughs> Actually, the next one is going to be things that we hate. and it's These are the be- five things I most dislike about Catholics. So. Yeah, we're probably actually going to have like 30 each of what we hate about um, the other tradition. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this was super positive. Get ready for the negative yeah. one. <laughs> um, yeah, that, no. And then we're going to do one where we're just bashing, bashing orthodoxy because neither of us are orthodox. So we're just, <laughs> we'll both we, agree on that I one. I know. So I think it's not ours. We're just going to be like, this is crap. <laughs> no, just but kidding. for real, I think this is a good exercise. And I yeah. think, um, you know, I originally was inspired by this because I saw a post about um, like, oh, Republicans say your favorite thing about Democrats. Democrats oh gosh, say your favorite hilarious. thing about Republicans. And people were actually, like, participating, and it was, like, super encouraging, because I was like, wow, like, you know, when there's so much division, or when you're so focused on, like, I disagree with this person, Mm -hmm. sometimes you forget that, like, well, okay, it's not black and white, like, they're not evil, and you're not amazing, like, you, there are things to appreciate about someone you disagree with, and so I think, yeah, maybe try it on your own, comment below, what's your favorite part about Catholicism if you're a Protestant or Protestantism if you're Catholic. Or if you're Orthodox. What? About both of us. About uh, both of us. Just start flattering Just us. Just start honestly. flattering. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how amazing we are. <laughs> yeah. We actually, I don't have much, ex- Megan has way more experience with Orthodoxy because she visited Greece, <laughs> but I really think we should just go to an orthodox service together and then yeah what do you guys think should we visit an orthodox church and tell you our experience we're in chicago so we have access to a lot of stuff we yeah go we to could go to syrian church which megan has done before mm-hmm. we could go to a synagogue yes. <laughs> yes my old neighborhood i lived right in between a synagogue and a mosque and I would walk by both of them on my way to work. And then I would pass the Catholic church. There was Protestant churches. I was like, this neighborhood is just, <laughs> it's just popping with all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, of stuff yeah, going on. <laughs> a lot going on here. So <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Maybe we'll um, do that then. Yeah. But I think our main point is that we should talk about the things that we like about each other and actually encounter other traditions and find the beauty because we all are worshiping Jesus so you're going to find something that you can learn from and think is beautiful in a different tradition than yours oh yeah absolutely yeah so yeah get out there and talk about it let's talk about it (laughs) 